Welcome to this week's episode of the North Bible Church Podcast. Now, let's join our pastor as we open God's Word together. How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Thanks for asking. You know what? That's, a, that's an awesome song that they just sang. Uh, desire for unswerving faith. Um, all, all of those, you know, God's love for us, uh, God's care, all of those things are really powerful um, ideas for us. And, and uh, um, you know, I was thinking about this because I was thinking about my dad uh, who is a pastor, and he would, but it was a little different kind of church. Um, so he might have just gotten up during that and started walking around and with his hands up or something, or you know what they did? They had this cool thing that they would get their handkerchiefs, and there'd be just points where they'd be so fired up, they'd all just get their handkerchiefs, they'd just start waving their handkerchiefs. So that was like, okay, Lord, we surrender, the white flag, and, and uh, uh, that kind of, and just express... Because I think there's something about us that, you know, that we're, we want an unswerving faith, right? And, and maybe sometimes we even feel like, you know, I wish that at a moment when, when there's this great worship song, you know, maybe, maybe it's, uh, you know, the one we sang earlier, um, you know, that was just so powerful uh, that we, we wish that we had the courage or maybe we simply... Um, had the, uh, the openness or whatever it is to really express, maybe sing a little bit louder, maybe raise our hand once in a while, maybe do something, but we kind of look around and nobody else is doing it and we're a little insecure and we're not sure what people will think. And, and so we sort of hem ourselves in and, and then we leave and we just wish, man, I wish I just had enjoyed that moment a, a little bit more. And I want to talk about that this morning, but I, as we think about those ideas, I want to ask you a couple questions. Is there anything in your life that you've always wanted to do? Anything that you've always wanted to do and you just have never done it yet? I don't know if any, do any of you have a bucket list that, you know, that, that Lynn was, I was talking to Lynn, my friend here this morning, and, and on his bucket list was to fly up to the top of a glacier in Alaska and he just did it. And we saw a picture of him. You saw the helicopter in the background. Uh, and we have bucket lists, and it's kind of a popular thing. And it's, you know, we made a movie about it, and, and, and people have a bucket list. And apparently none of you do, and I'm sad for you, um, because you're just staring at me like, buck uh, what? But, uh, but Jen and I have a couple things in our bucket list. I'm pretty sure the window's closed for, you know, bungee jumping. I'm not thinking I'm going to be doing that, okay? Uh, and, and I'm pretty sure my NFL career sort of passed. But... Uh, but we, we want to go to Scotland and Ireland. That's kind of on our bucket list. So one of these days, we've never done it, and if you've been, don't tell me about it. I want to go, but we want to go to Scotland and Ireland. That's, that's kind of a bucket list trip for us. Another bucket list trip that, that I have is I want to go to the Holy Lands. I've never gone to the Holy Lands. If you guys, anybody else having a bucket list to go to the Holy Lands? I mean, because I'm thinking we ought to try it. You know, we ought to go. Um, so maybe we'll do that in the church sometime. But... Uh, but we have these bucket list things, we have these things that we've always wanted, things that we've always uh, wanted to do, and th- things that we've, we've really thought about. Um, so what are the areas in your life? Now, let's take this another step. Think about 
What are the areas in your life that you really want to grow in? Take a second, just think about what, what an area in my life do I really want to grow in? Um, that, where's my, what's the, in my, do I have something on my bucket list that's an area that I really want to see myself grow in my life? Do, do, I, do I think, you know what, I, I'm just not a person that prays and I know, I, I know it's a good idea and I know I should and, and I've really always wanted to pray more, I've really always wanted to read my Bible more, I've really always wanted to be able to express my faith uh, a little bit more and, and so maybe you're here this morning and there are things like that that you've always wanted, that you've always thought about but, but it doesn't seem like anything happened and, and that's what we want to talk about this morning. Why isn't it happening? It's, it's not the lack of wanting. Uh, it's not necessarily the lack of time and resources or our ability to articulate what it is, but, but it comes down to one word. It comes down to the word willing. And so I want to talk to you about something really important that I think is fundamental to your spiritual growth, uh, to your life, because there are two fundamental approaches that people take to life. Uh, the first one is wanting, and the second one is willing. So what do I want to do? What do I really want in my life? But the big question is, what am I willing to do to get there? You see, we all want things, but the question really is in our lives, is what am I willing to do what am I willing to give up? What am I willing to experience in my life? And you know this is important. If you've ever tried to lose weight, you know the difference between wanting and willing, right? I, I really want to lose weight, but am I really willing to do what it takes? Or, or if you've ever decided you're, you're going to exercise, you're going to get into shape, and, and you really want to get into shape, and you really want to be fit, and then you have to decide, am I willing to do what it takes? Because it's going to hurt, right? Am I willing to do what it takes to get that. And in our walk with Christ, in our spiritual life, we ask those same questions all the time. We have to answer this question all of the time. What do I really want in my life? What do I really want to be true about my life? I mean, I, I really know I can, I can sort of fake it and, and, and I can just try to keep people impressed, but what do I really want to be true about my life? And, and it always comes down to the test between what we want and what we're willing to do. And what we want to talk about this morning is what we're willing to do and how we're willing to do it that, that people who actually get up, show up, and don't give up, those are the ones who are willing. And the key to growth is willingness. Are you willing to do whatever it takes to grow? Are you willing to do whatever it takes to see your relationship with God move forward? That's the big question. Um, and here's something that's really powerful for us, that spiritual growth isn't just possible, but it's promised. God wants us to grow. It's not just a possibility in our lives, but it's a promise for people who are followers of Jesus. He promises us that we can grow. There, there's a couple of passages that I think are really helpful for us. The first one is in 2 Peter. Uh, 2 Peter, the first chapter, starting at verse 3, it says, His divine power, referring to Christ, has granted to all of us things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted us his precious and very great promises so that through them you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped 
the corruption in the world from sinful desire, because of sinful desire, that, that he is saying that I promise you that God has given us everything that we need pertaining to godliness, that he's saying that spiritual growth isn't just something that's out there. Spiritual growth isn't, uh, it's a promise that God gives us that it's something that he offers us. Now, in Galatians, uh, in, in the New Testament, in, uh, in Galatians 5, we have this list uh, that God gives us. We have this list that's written in uh, Galatians 5, to 23 by the Apostle Paul. It says this, but the fruit of the Spirit, the outgrowth, the growth that, has, that comes from having Christ in your life, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Think about that list of things, that that is the fruit, that is a byproduct of Christ in us, that he wants to grow those things in our lives, that that's part that's part of the promise that we have when Christ is in us so why don't we experience more of that in our lives Um, why why do we feel like that we're often failing in, in our relationship with Christ because this is such good news look at that list who wouldn't want those things growing in your life who wouldn't want that to be part of what's happening who wouldn't want that to be a truth about who you are So here's one of the secrets. Nobody ever, nobody ever coasts into spiritual growth. Nobody just wakes up one morning and says, I can't believe it. I I just started praying when I woke up this morning and I can't stop praying. I've just been praying, I'm literally praying without ceasing. I I don't know what to do, I just keep, I have things, I just keep praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I've never done this before and I, I just woke up this morning and all of a sudden I was doing all this prayer and that just doesn't happen. Because when we want to pray, we have the willing test. But am I willing to start somewhere? Am I willing to start praying? Um, you know, nobody just coasts into it. Nobody falls into spiritual growth, but there's a part that we play uh, in the process. Nobody just says that I'm reading my Bible like crazy and I can't stop myself. I just keep reading it. And I'm in Leviticus and I'm just eating it up. Nobody does that, right? Uh, But it's the willingness test. I know what I want, am I willing It's all up to our willingness to partner with what Christ has already started in our lives. Uh, All kinds of folks have all kinds of things that they're wanting to change in their lives, but it comes down to whether you are willing to do what only you can do. And I want to give you a picture of that from the New Testament this morning. It's a story that, that many of you would be really familiar with. And we're going to read it out of Mark, the 10th chapter. But it's in three of the four Gospels. And, and when anytime, anytime something's repeated in three out of the four or all four Gospels, we know that, that this, was, this is a centerpiece of the Gospel. It's really important for us to understand. So if you have your Bible, you get a gold star on your forehead when you leave today. And you can follow along with me, but we'll also have the verses up here. So Mark 10, starting at verse 17, it says, And he was setting out on his journey, referring to Jesus. A man ran up and knelt before him and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. 
You know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he said to him, and here's, this is kind of the fun part that I just picture this guy and he just has got, ooh, 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 you teach you church. I've done all of those things. I've kept all of those things from my youth. I've, I've, I've kept that list. I've got it down. I'm doing that. The young man in this passage, he wanted something. He wanted something badly from Jesus. Now, we know a few things because if you read all of the accounts, if you read all three accounts of the story, you learn some really interesting things about this young guy. Uh, first of all, uh, he's, what, what, what's the first thing you know about him? Seriously, okay, he's wealthy. But even, even before that, what, he's young. Hello, he's a young man. He's a wealthy man, and if you actually look in the in Gospel of Luke, it says that he's a ruler. So think about this resume. He's young, he's wealthy, he's a ruler, he probably has 0% body fat, he's good looking, you know, all of those things. He's got all of this. He's put together, right? And he comes to Jesus, and it says he drops down on his knees in front of Jesus. So he really wants something badly. And, and if he's kept the commandments all of his life, there's something inside of him that says, it's not enough. I've kept the rules, but somehow it's not enough. I'm missing something. And he kneels down in front of Jesus and he says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What do, what do I do? I've, I've, I'm, I'm one of the good guys. I, I keep these commandments. I check off the list, but something's still not right inside of me. Something, there is something that I want that I can't get my arms around. There is something that I need in my life. And so we have this rich, young, influential person, a ruler, a leader, and there's still something missing in his life. Even though he's kept all of the rules, one of the things that I love about this story is, and I always have, is that I relate so well to this young man. You see, because I, I grew up in the church, and I pretty much knew all of the rules, and I, and I could come to church, and people, would all, you know, if all the adults, just they, they, they got it that I was a really good kid. Now, I wasn't rich, and I didn't rule anything, except maybe in my room, but otherwise, I was just a kid who kept the rules and looked like I did it all, but there was something missing, something that wasn't right in my life. Even though I knew uh, how to behave, I knew how to get along with adults, I knew how to keep people impressed, there was still something missing, and it wasn't until I began to understand this idea of the difference between wanting to be a good kid and being willing to do what really mattered to become who the Lord wanted me to be. And it's a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong process for us. And this is where this young man is in his life. Now, the single most, most transform, transformational truth is in verse 21. Jesus looks at this young man. He says, okay, okay, here's the deal. It says in verse 21, and Jesus looking at him loved him. Isn't this awesome? Jesus, here's the first thing that Jesus did, because the, the young man comes up and he kneels down before him and he says, good teacher, what must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus says to him, why do you call me good? You see, this young guy wanted an easy answer. 
He, he wanted to hear something, that, and, he, you know, and he's ready to say, I've already kept all the rules. He's kneeling in front of Jesus, but he's saying there's still something missing in my life, and Jesus immediately redirects the conversation. He says, why do you, why do you call me good? No one's good but the Father. He's pointing this young man to the, back to God. He's saying, yeah, I get it that you have this wonderful resume. You're rich, you're young, you're a ruler, all of those things, you've kept the commandments. But this is really about God. This is really about your relationship with God. This isn't about how you keep the rules. This isn't about how you look. This isn't about anything that you've done or your resume. This is really about your relationship with God. And Jesus redirects the, con- the conversation right back to the Father. And then he looks at this young man and he says, he loved him. He loved him. And he didn't love him because he was rich and young and a ruler. In fact, I think he loved him in spite of those things. But he loved him because he was made in the image of God. He loved him because he loves us. He loved him because that's who he is. And he loves us the same way, with the same eyes. There's a story in John 8 that we get that same kind of picture where there's a woman who'd been caught in adultery and she's thrown at Jesus' feet. And Jesus looks at all of the, the rulers and he says, you know, let he who's without sin cast the first stone and they all fi- filed out. And Jesus had those same eyes of love when he looked at that woman that he has when he looks at this young man. And he looks at this young man and he loves him. And I think it's so powerful. It's not because of what he's done. It's because of who Jesus is. You see, Jesus loves us because of who he is, not because of who we are. He loves us because of his nature and his character. It's not that we've done anything to deserve it. It's not that we've earned it by keeping all the rules or doing anything. He loves us because he's love. And he looked at him, looking at him, he loved him, and he said to him, you lack one thing. You lack one thing. Go and sell all that you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come, follow me. Now this is where some of us think this this is a story about money. This isn't a story about money. This is a story about wanting versus willing. This is a story about what's most important in somebody's life. That what are we holding on to? That Jesus looks at this young man and he says, you know what, I love you and I'm, I know your heart, and here's what you need to do. You need to give up what you treasure. You need to give up what you're holding on to. You need to give up what, uh, the thing that your self-image comes, from, comes with, and you need to give yourself completely to me. Are you willing to do that? And, and you see, Jesus didn't need his money. Jesus didn't care about his money. He cared about him. And what was it that he wasn't willing to let go of in order to follow Jesus? And we, if we're really honest with ourselves, we could do an inventory of our lives and and we could begin to think about, okay, I want to walk with Jesus. I want a deeper relationship with Christ. I want those things, but what am I willing to do or what am I willing to give up to get there? And that's the big question in our lives, isn't it? It's not a question of want, it's a question of willing. And he looked at that, that young man and he knew immediately that's, the thing that's holding him back. Am I willing to give, are you willing to give that up? Jesus didn't need his money. He needed his heart. He needed his life. And and here's what it says. Verse 22, disheartened, or or you could also translate that his face fell. That's That's quite a picture. 
that when Jesus said those words that give everything that you have away, sell all of your possessions, be free of all of that so that you can totally give your life to me, and it says that his face fell, and he turned and walked away because he was really wealthy. He wanted, but he wasn't willing. He flunked the willing test, and still Jesus loves him. Still Jesus cared about him. He's run up to Jesus, and he's gotten down on his knees, and now he gets up slowly with his head down, with his, his face fallen, and he's, he walks away because he wasn't willing. You know, we all have things in our lives that we can think about. Uh, maybe it's uh, relationships. You know, maybe it's a relationship. Uh, maybe we're so focused on a relationship that that's the thing that we, we really want a more true life in Christ. We really want all those fruit of the Spirit. We really want a life that follows Jesus deeper and more meaningfully. But there's a relationship that we're not willing to give up. Or maybe it's the desire, it's the need for a relationship that, that we're not willing to let go of. We're, we're not willing to give up in order to, to really follow Jesus Maybe it's something else in your life. Maybe it's comfort that I, I, I really want to give my life more deeply to Jesus, but I'm not willing to give up my comfortable life. I worry that it's going it's to cost me something that makes me uncomfortable. I'm not sure if I want to do that. Maybe it's something as simple as, you know, I really want a deeper walk with Christ. I, I want to read the scripture more. I want to understand it better. I want to pray more. But, but I'm addicted to my cell phone, and I just can't put it down. And when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is grab my phone, and yeah, Lord, I want you more. As I say that as I'm scrolling, you know, through Facebook and through social media and through, all, you know, and, and my emails, and, and, and are we willing to put it in the closet, you know, put it someplace, Lock it in your car, for goodness sakes, just to spend a few minutes alone with the Lord. Am I willing to let go of something in order to get what I really, really want in my life? That's the question that we all need to ask. That's the challenge that the Lord's given us through this story. And we all have place in our lives where we need to take the willingness test. Is there anything in your life that would cause you, like this young man, to, to, for your face to fall and to walk away from Jesus? Because I can't give that up. I'm okay if I have to obey a few rules. I'm okay if I have to show up on a few Sundays. I'm okay if I have to give a little money, whatever it is. But this thing I can't let go of. I'm not willing to do it. I want a deeper relationship with Christ. I want these things to be true about my life, but I'm not willing to do what it takes to get there. And here's something I think is really interesting for me is that, that as, I've, as I've grown, I realized that there's a couple things. You, you know, we talked in the very beginning about, you know, I want to be fit, but am I willing to discipline myself? Am I willing to, you know, turn off the TV and go to the gym or or leave work a little early and go to the gym, or, or, or get out inside of my house and walk the dog, or whatever it takes, but I, I want to be more fit, but am I willing to do what it takes to be fit? And here's what I think happens in our, in our spiritual life as well, on the inside of us, is that we get really out of shape, and, and we want to be a better follower of Jesus, and we want to do more, and we want those things to be more true about us, but the longer we have those wants, and we don't have the willingness to do it, the more we get out of shape, the more we get winded when we go out, uh, the more that we just 
just get lazy, the more we get tired, all of those things start to compound on us because we're not, uh, we're not finishing the willingness test. We want that in our lives, but we're not willing to do what it takes to get there. And so I know that in my own, in my own life, if I'm just willing to get up in the morning, and by the way, I have to make that decision the night before that I'm willing to get up in the morning, and if I'm willing to spend a little bit of time with Jesus and give my life back to him, preach the gospel to myself for a few minutes and remind myself of how desperately I need him this day, that it has an impact on the rest of my day. But if I'm not willing to make that commitment and sacrifice, it's really tough for me to, to do it the rest of the day. It's really tough for me to have a focus the rest of the day. I get lazy, and then when I get lazy, I get tired because I am spiritually out of shape. Are you willing to do what matters most for the most important things in your life? Are you willing to do that? Do you wanna grow in your faith and your relationship with Jesus? Do you wanna grow and change? Then at some point, we need to decide if we're willing to do what it takes. My willingness test is my yes to growing in Christ. So what can I do today? What am I willing to do today? I, I, I wanna give you an opportunity to be specific about where you wanna see God grow you and ask yourself if you're willing to get there because this is where transformation in our life takes place. And, and I, I'm still learning this in my own life, but I wanna give you a moment to ask yourself, what do I want in my life? what do I want my life to look like? What do I want to be true about my life? I can be, I can, I can try to impress people. I can try to make people feel like I'm more spiritual than I am. But what, I want, what do I want to be really true about my life? And then what am I willing to do to see that want become real? in my life. What, what are you willing to do today to see that truth become real in your life? It's not just about wanting, but it's about what we're willing to do. And, and we play that role. It doesn't just happen by magic. It happens when we submit ourselves to Christ. And so here's the challenge for us. Do what only you can do while God does what only he can do. When we've experienced Christ in our lives, he promises to come in. He promises to grow fruit in our lives, but what is it he wants us to do? What is the role that he wants me to play? And I've shared one idea that's just so simple, maybe he's just said, I want you to, I want you to give me the, the first part of your day. Are you willing to do that? are willing to go to bed a half hour early, so, uh, earlier at night so you can get up a half hour earlier in the morning? Are you willing to do that? Um, are, are you willing to give me some of your time? Are you willing to put the cell phone down? Uh, are you willing to reach out to that person? What are you willing to do in order to experience what you really want in your life, the most important things that you want in your life? That's the question for us today, isn't it? It sounds really easy when I say it, doesn't it? It's really hard or you'd all be doing it already, huh? But I really want to encourage you because here's the thing, that Jesus has given us everything that we need for life and godliness. 
He's just saying, do you trust me enough? Do you want it enough to be willing to do whatever it takes? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the story of the rich young ruler. Uh, Lord, because it reminds me so much of myself. It reminds me, Lord, there are lots of things that I want in my life, but I haven't been willing to do them. And Lord, I confess that to you today. I confess that to you this morning. And I ask, Lord, I ask, Lord, that you, you would take that conviction and you would turn it into a promise, Lord, that, that you would give me the strength and, and, uh, and Lord, the courage to, to be willing to do whatever it takes to allow you to be more real in my life, Lord, to allow those things to become true about me and my life. True for all of us, Lord, in our lives. Lord, we thank you for the truth and we thank you that you have invited us to share in this life that you offer. Uh, Lord, we thank you for your forgiveness and your love and all that you give to us. And now, Lord, we pray that you would help us to be willing to do whatever it takes to make those things true in our lives. That we'd experience your love and your joy and your patience and your kindness and your gentleness and your goodness and your self-control, Lord, that all of those things would be true in our lives. And Lord, we'll be careful then to give you all of the praise because you are good and you alone are good. And we give these things to you. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. In just a moment, We'll rejoin our pastor for today's closing thoughts. But first, we wanted to thank you for tuning in. North Bible Church is located in Scottsdale, Arizona, and exists to equip all generations to love God, love one another, and love the world. For more information about North, please visit our website at northbiblechurch.com. Now, some closing thoughts from our pastor. I want to share an encouragement with you. Uh, you know, you're already, you're already not horrible at willingness, right? Because uh, you were willing to pick out some clothes to wear to church today, right? Uh, you wanted to do that. You were willing to do it. And thank you, because it would be really awkward if you hadn't. But you were willing to do that. Some of you are going to wake up in the morning and you don't really want to go to work but you're willing, you're gonna pass the willingness test because you know that if you don't go to work that you're gonna get fired and you're not gonna get paid and you're not gonna be able to pay your bills and so you do things uh, that maybe you don't wanna do but you're willing to do it because of the consequences, because of what it means and by the way, who wants to pay their bills? But you pay your bills because you like electricity, you like what you get from that, you, you like your air conditioning, you like having your lights on, all of those things, and so you're willing to go to work so that you can pay your bills, so that you can have those things. And, and here's all I'm saying is that we translate that into our lives, that what do I want to be true about my life, then what am I willing to do because I really see that outcome of being the person that God made me to be being the person that God wants me to be. What a gift. What an amazing opportunity that we have. Well, as always, we have prayer partners, and they would love to pray with you and for you, so please 
uh, take advantage of that. They'll be off in the corner over there. And then we have our prayer table. You can write your prayer requests. If you're new this morning, we love doing this because we, we invite you. We have cards on the table just as you uh, exit there. And uh, you can write down your prayer requests. And then our staff and our prayer team, we start as a staff first thing tomorrow. And we pray through all of those prayer requests. And we pray with you and for you during the week. So take advantage of that uh, opportunity for prayer as well. I would invite you to do that. And then my, my prayer this morning is that we'll discover a willingness to do whatever it takes to allow Christ to grow fully in us, to become everything that God would have us to be. That, that's worth our prayer. It's worth our energy. It's worth our time. It's worth our life. I love you guys. I hope you have a great day. God bless. Thank you for joining us for this week's message. North Bible Church is located in Scottsdale, Arizona and exists to equip all generations to love God, love one another, and love the world. For more information about North, please visit our website at northbiblechurch.com.